0: We're back from our summer break. It's the Gobeski Wallace report. Yes, yeah, so a 100% scheduled
1: summer break, right? Completely on yeah. purpose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah completely.
1: Hey, hey, I had to move. That's right, you did. How was that? Did you get hail or something
0: on the way? And uh, let me tell this story. Okay,'t do be don't be a story jumper. You're that guy that's always like, oh, and then tell about this part and you just spoil the bunch of lines.
1: <laughs> but that guy keeps the conversation moving along. What would you do without that guy? Have well-timed stories.
0: <laughs> it makes you wonder how, like, these ancient poets that had to recite, like, the Iliad and the Odyssey ever got anywhere. Because there's always that guy sitting around the campfire like, ooh, ooh, get to the part about the Trojan horse. I love that part. <laughs>
1: That's three hours from now. You'll have to wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I moved from one capital city to another, sort of. You should put a star by that. Why? Oh, well, you weren't really in Lansing. No, no, I was in Lansing, but I'm not really in Phoenix.
1: Oh, I see. Where are you I'm technically?
0: In, I'm in Metro Phoenix. I'm in I'm in the city of Chandler. Chandler, all right. Which, which is the second largest of the Phoenix suburbs. Okay. According to Wikipedia, and is the 80th largest city in the United States.
1: Really? So a suburb of Phoenix is the 80th largest city. Although, I guess yes. once you start sitting down and naming cities you can't think of quite as many as you would hope.
0: Yes, the the only larger phoenix suburb is Mesa okay. at 38.
1: I think I've actually heard of both of those though.
0: You might be interested to know Madison's at 82.
1: 82. So you're technically in a larger city than I am?
0: Yes, by okay. roughly 5,000 people.
1: But we keep the streak going of always podcasting from capital cities.
0: From from metro capital cities, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> This this could be a capital city podcast. <laughs> Where's Alex right now? Ooh, he's not Alex. In Dover. No, he's in Wilmington. Okay. Shy. Chi- well, well, I think you can actually make an argument that Delaware is one big city. Pretty much. <laughs> well, all right. Maybe that's not true because there is the northern-southern split that I've heard about, which is apparently a big deal in Delaware. What? Yeah, like the north and the south. Like it's apparently it's like completely different culture.
1: <laughs> like a Mason Dixon line going across.
0: Yeah, no, like this is what I've been told by people, not Alex, not just Alex, who are from the area. Like Wilmington, it's like, very much in the north, obviously. Is but. it like red state, blue state
1: sort of stuff, or is it?
0: Yeah, apparently it's it. It's basically as far as that. Yeah. Oh. And apparently they have a different accent in the south from the north. And...
1: Wait, there's no such thing as a Delaware accent. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> there is, of course. There are all sorts of accents. Are you kidding me?
0: But would
1: anyone be able to pick it up?
0: Apparently, you can, well, you can apparently tell the difference between north and south. Oh. Wow. Dover's a lot more central. Yeah, he, he is not anywhere near. Ruining our streak. Uh. Well, Doug already ruined it. He's in Idaho Falls. He's nowhere near Boise. Boise's like three hours away from him or something. So how is the greater Phoenix area? Uh, Right now it's hot and a little muggy. Uh, it's actually, it's been cooler this week starting this week uh last week it was like i think last week it was actually the hottest it's been since i've been here it was like up to like 115 oh goodness and it feels so, really bad uh so like in the past when i've been here and when i like first got here like there was there was like four percent humidity it was super dry you couldn't really feel it the, the natives told me they could feel it and i was like yeah okay it feels <laughs> like an oven to me guys but as i either i'm a acclimating to the climate, or I think it's actually getting more humid because this is the quote-unquote monsoon season. Like, this is the time of year when it rains. <laughs> so it's actually been getting up to, you know, 20%, 30%, where I can start to feel it. And I think one day it was like up to 45%, and it was just like, oh my gosh, it's like being outside in Michigan when it's like 90 degrees, <laughs> except it was like 105, <laughs> but...
1: Do they ever have uh, power issues there, like brownouts from people using too much
0: AC, or... Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. I know I there's
1: serious problems in not. California, but I think that has somewhat to do with their energy policies as well.
0: Yeah, and and the fact that they can't like govern for the
1: longest.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? The people govern everything
1: <laughs> through referendums. I guess if it works for them, except that it doesn't yeah. seem to. But turns out the people aren't awesome. so good at that. And that's why we hire other people to do that. We elect them.
0: <laughs> Imagine that.
1: <laughs> but most importantly, we're now able to play Crackdown Two again.
0: Yes, I, I have, I have fixed the, the internet somehow. <laughs> I mean, there haven't really been any hiccups or anything. I don't know if it's actually fixed or if just Crackdown Two is more forgiving. Oh, then Castle Crashers.
1: Yeah, the yeah, real we test. We've always would found be, that's been true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the real test would be Castle Crashers, but. Brienne doesn't actually own a copy of Castle Crossers, and I'm not going to have her spend $15 just to determine whether or not it that actually... that still $15? I assume. It's been out for
1: five years at least, right?
0: Hey, if people will pay $15. That's true.
1: That is true. So how is Phoenix other than the weather?
0: Uh, it's, it's okay. Um, we were talking about how I was moving.
1: Oh, yeah. Before I interrupted you and completely diverted the conversation...
0: Oh, I, I allowed it to be. <laughs> That's because we got sidetracked about populations of cities. Sure. And then capitals. No. yeah, so I moved at the end of June, beginning of July. That was not an experience that I want to go through again. You don't really realize just how much stuff you have accumulated in an apartment over like five years until you have to move it all out. Yeah, I'm sure you could have
1: packed a truck or a car full of just video game stuff.
0: Yeah. Just video games and Legos and books and DVDs and all these things that I have that comic books like I couldn't bring a ton of it. And I had to find places to put it in my parents' house, which I'm sure they were thrilled about. (laughs) Actually, they probably haven't discovered it yet.
1: I know my parents.
0: uh, So I put it all in my room upstairs.
1: (laughs) As of, I think, last Christmas, finally got rid of all of my stuff. There was a little bit of stuff Living there somewhere in a bin, and they're like, "Where did this come
0: from? We thought she moved out ten years ago." Well, because I couldn't. So a because we couldn't afford to move all my stuff. Oh sure. A U. We looked up a U-Haul is like fifteen hundred bucks. Really? That's not even including the gas. A U-Haul?
1: Well, I mean, how is it different than renting a car? Like I can rent a car for twenty-five, or even if I got a good deal, like fifteen bucks a day. What is it about a U-Haul that's so expensive?
0: Uh, unlimited mileage. It's fifty cents a mile. That's what it is. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. I, I assume that if I were to rent a car and deliver it in a place on the other side of the country, that they would probably also charge me a similar fee.
1: <laughs> what about a, a pod or a big container that you can put stuff in and then move it for you?
0: I've heard that those are like thieve magnets. Really? Because they're only protected by like a padlock. And people are like, hey, look, someone's moving. They got all their stuff in there. It's not being thrown out. It's good stuff. Let's just have at it. So because I'm already just sort of paranoid about my things when I'm moving, the pod was never was never going to be an option. When I loaded up my car with stuff, I had like a blanket over things, and I would park like where I could see out the hotel window.
1: And, <laughs> and you have collectibles and things, so even if you insured it, it wouldn't be necessarily easy to get all of that stuff back
0: yeah it would be it would be tough some of it a lot of it didn't actually come with so but yeah so that was a that was an ordeal I, i'm not afraid to admit that i, I cried a few times from no. just just sheer stress because <laughs> we, we had to be out by the first of the month right i had was like oh well i i started taking things to my parents that i knew wasn't going to be a problem or i wasn't going to bring with me i mean and I was like, all right, so I'll be in pretty good shape. And then Brianne came, flew in to help, and it became quickly clear that I had way more stuff than I thought I had. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh!
1: Funny how that happens when you when you have a girlfriend or a wife, and you, <laughs> you're in a situation like that, and suddenly they put it into perspective. Like, oh yeah, I'm kind of lazy and haven't been thinking about this at all, have I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I just thought this was all going to come together, but I guess not. I should have been stressing out.
0: It was so bad. We had to be out on the first of July, and so the June thirtieth into the morning of July first, we eventually just took it to a hotel room to sort through that. The following. Oh wow! Thing. Finally got done at like 4 a.m. It basically meant that we had like a late start getting out. Finally got it done, but geez. After that, the drive itself was fine. Ooh, did you get to
1: sightsee at all, or are you just?
0: We had talked about it, and then after it had taken longer than I expected to move me out, Brian just sort of looked at me and said, why don't we just get home as quickly as possible? (laughs) I was like, all right, sounds good to me. So, yeah, the actual driving was fine. The only problem we hit was in New Mexico. That was the second day. We probably put in a solid 14-hour drive, maybe even 15. Well, no, all right. At that point, it was probably about 12 hours. OK, and we were going to put in 15. We stopped in this place in New Mexico and we were like, ah, Albuquerque's three hours away. We can just drive to Albuquerque and we'll get there at about 1130 their time and we'll just check in and be fine and go the next day. All right. So we booked the hotel through Expedia.com, the little uh, app on the phone, which is really, really wonderful. By the way, if you're ever hmm. if you're doing a road trip and you need to book a place that's it was a it was a very useful app. I, I recommend it. So anyway, so Albuquerque was about a a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive from where we were. we're like, all right, we can make it. So we drive out. We get probably 45 minutes in, and then traffic just stops. I had never actually been in a traffic situation where the traffic had just stopped. Like, literally no movement at all for extended periods of time. Like, I've been in the ones where, like, a lane stops, and then the one next to you inches forward, and then you inch forward, you know, that kind of thing. I've never been in one where it was just a halt. And this was a halt. Probably an hour of just literally not moving.
1: It just reminds me of one of those situations in a movie where everything just stops. And then people start to get out of their car. And then they see no, that is a gigantic robot coming down the street to minus destroy the
0: robot. That is literally what happened. People were getting out of their cars. <laughs> it's, it's late at night. <laughs> Brianne's on her phone, on the smartphone. She's eventually finding. She finds like a forum. About traffic. there are apparently traffic forums. I don't know if you knew this. Forums?
1: Yeah. So not just a report, but people well, it was like logging a, on and, and writing but down there was traffic. also a
0: related forum about it. Okay. And the report, there was no report about I-40, but people were talking about it. It was like, hey, I'm at this exit, and we're not moving. Anyone know what's going on? And eventually someone close to the, the stopping point uh, said that there was a freak hailstorm. Huh. And that a truck had apparently jackknifed, and traffic was completely stopped in both directions because they were trying to get it cleared out. And I'm looking around, right, and I'm just like, it's July, it's a desert, I don't I don't see any ice, <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: believe this. Well, that's, that's the weird thing about hailstorms, is those kind of come out of nowhere when you don't expect them. The other big problem is in the South, I'm sure you're aware, if there's anything to do with ice or snow they don't understand how to drive in those situations and people just freak out
0: yeah that's actually what i sort of assumed had happened was like there had been a little bit of a hail or something and people had just freaked out so eventually i we were sitting in traffic for i believe three hours we it turns out we were lucky because we were actually near the front of the the traffic so we started moving and then we got to this part and it was it was hail except it it looked like snow it was like three feet of snow and the only reason you could tell it was hail and not snow was because occasionally like the truck ahead of you would hit like a little snow drift or whatever and it would all skitter like hail across the road rather than just fall like a powder
1: so there was actual like accumulation
0: oh yeah part of the problem was there was a huge amount of this stuff and they had to go find like the two snow plows in the entire state of new mexico <laughs> and bring it
1: well come out it's gonna cost you probably only get two or three calls a year so <laughs> right. they're probably expensive calls
0: and probably not in july we eventually started moving albuquerque is still about a two and a half hour drive and i am just like like brands basically f- keeps handing me moon mist because it has the highest caffeine content of anything we have in the vehicle. <laughs> so we finally pull in at, I think, about 2.30 in the morning local time. And I was just like, ah. And even though I'd had, like, this ton of caffeine and was just feeling weird and punchy, like, I was out in, like, 10 minutes. But that was the only real experience, or like, major problem on the drive. And everything else was, was smooth.
1: Cool. So you got there for July 4th?
0: Yep, and in time to visit the Calendar Man.
1: Which was relevant to me because I was going to have to do it for you otherwise. <laughs> and I had people over. Not only did I have people over but I was not able to locate my copy of Batman Arkham City. And the reason was is because a friend borrowed it but luckily he was coming over too. So I was like, you really need to bring a copy of this game for me right now. <laughs> he was a little confused.
0: Like I had it all worked out in my end like I knew that my profile was on your machine. You could access it. The file was in the cloud, so you could get at it. <laughs> like I, was I was ready to be delayed, but in the end, we ended up pulling in Phoenix at about 3.34 p.m. Oh, that's right, because I had not only to
1: have people over at my place, but then I had to go over to my boss's place for another barbecue later in the day. So I only... <laughs> I only had a few minutes to do it, but I would have done it.
0: I would appreciate it. I would have been I would have been upset, of course, but Yeah, that, yeah. I personally couldn't do it. But as it turned out, I did it I got my ten whole achievement points. Oh you
1: actually got through it? Yeah, that was my la- that was the last one. That was the last one. Oh wow last that would have been really disappointing.
0: Yeah. Just have to wait a whole year. So they don't have to be in the same contiguous year? No, I think they just have to visit every date. Every date. Okay. And it just happened to be the case that the first one I had done was August of the previous year. Speaking of stopping in traffic and getting out and looking to see
1: what's going on, I saw the movie World War Z, which, in which they did exactly that.
0: Oh, really? That's the that's the one where Brad Pitt eats zombies? I wish. I, I didn't pay close <laughs> What previews were you watching? Ah, I was, you know, in and out. It actually turns
1: out that it's Brad Pitt's highest grossing movie ever yet um, I, the big problem
0: with it is just inflation <laughs>
1: that's true uh but i guess what i hear is that the graphic novel or comic book that it's based off of is a it's story a, it's about a, it's, a book. it's a book okay yeah. it follows the stories of multiple different groups of people yes so they didn't think that they could make that into a movie or they thought they needed some common thread so They just either made up this character of Brad Pitt, or they just took a character and had him fly to all the different locations. So there could be some commonality between all of the different stories instead of telling them separately. So it was kind of disjointed.
0: So my understanding is World War Z is a sort of... It's supposed to be the tale of the zombie apocalypse from the people who were there in various places. It's sort of... uh... The book I kept hearing it likened to was Studs Terkel's The Great War, which is a sort of oral history of World War II. Right, so this was supposed to be an oral history of World War zombie. They had toyed with the idea of of making a movie that was sort of a series of vignettes and stuff. Apparently, they decided at some point that that wasn't going to work. And so they just made this new movie (laughs) with Brad Pitt that shares the name and some... Sort of like similar, this is what happened, yeah. but it's apparently not At even
1: remotely the, the same. The risk way. of ruining one small plot point, a little spoiler coming up here. It, you can really Spoiler! T- spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> spoiler! You can really tell in one particular scene where he's on a plane, and everybody starts turning into zombies, and then the plane crashes, and he is the only one who survives the plane crash. No one else survives the plane crash. In fact, I, there's only like one or two bodies around. And he's just in his seat. He just happened to crash over the next place that there would have been a vignette.
0: So so how many thumbs up would you give World War Z out of
1: Um,
0: two? Out of two? 0.75? Three quarters of a thumb? Can I do that? It's your scale. You were given 12 thumbs up at one point, so. (laughs) (laughs) 0.75. All right. Give or take. Is that a a clean 0.75 or is that like a zombie nod 0.75? Yeah, it's like a zombie has gnawed off a quarter of my thumb. All right. I, uh, I also saw a movie. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. It was called Pacific Rim. Uh, from the director of Pan's Labyrinth, as it turns yes. out. Guillermo del Toro. Did you see Guillermo?
1: Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what it's supposed to be. Gu- Guil-
0: Gu- Guillermo? <laughs> Guillermo? Guillermo. <laughs> well, let me just tell you up front that it is a stupid movie. But it is it is a very entertaining movie.
1: That's right. It, You've, we've seen many entertaining stupid movies.
0: It it makes... Between us. No, It does not attempt to hide the fact that it is a stupid movie. It embraces that fully. I think Brienne wasn't quite as on board with it because she was getting upset when it got to the really stupid parts. She was like, <laughs> that's stupid. And I was like, that's this whole movie. <laughs> Basically, for those of you who don't know, um, giant extra-dimensional monsters start rising out of the Pacific Ocean and attacking... Places along the Pacific Rim, so San Francisco, Tokyo, Sydney, these sorts of places. Oh. So they're uh, all aquatic creatures? More?
1: under uh, underwater for a sufficient amount of time?
0: They're not actually aquatic. They just come out of the ocean, the, which they are called kaiju. Okay. Which apparently, this is actually the name of the uh, genre of monster movie from Japan, like Godzilla, Mothra, uh, sorts Oh, of yes, things. yes. Gamora. Yes, <laughs> Uh, those are kaiju movies. Well, what I would love to see in
1: that movie, and I haven't seen it yet, so it may have actually happened, is just a monster washing up on shore because it drowned.
0: <laughs> that does not happen. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe, maybe for the sequel. So the human race builds giant robots to fight the kaiju, giant mechs. So we have a movie in which giant robots fight giant, extra-dimensional monsters from the sea. And Brienne was not on board with this. So the first probably 45 minutes of the movie after the initial there's a big fight at the beginning right because you got to keep people, people interested but then there's like human drama which was the sort of cheesy human drama you would expect in something like this like there's the hotshot pilot and there's the veteran and there's the guy who hasn't done it for years and there's the plucky young girl who just wants a chance to fight in a robot and things like this right and then eventually they start they get in their giant robots, they start fighting the monsters, the kaiju. And there were just, like, stupidly entertaining things going on. I'm going to spoil a little bit of it for you, but I'm not really spoiling it. Sure. Right, like, they fight, like, one of the kaiju, and they think they've killed it. And the one, and our hero says to his co-pilot, because the robots are piloted by two people. That's not a spoiler either. <laughs> says to co- his uh co-pilot, I think it's dead, but let's check for a pulse and he turns around and he shoots it with his, like, giant robot gun arm until, like, the chest collapses and there's just a rib cage. And he looks at his co-pilot and he says, no pulse. <laughs> and uh, Brian was just like, this is stupid! That's so lame and cheesy. And I'm like, what were you expecting?
1: <laughs> For the robot to go down and find the monster's wrist.
0: <laughs> that might have been better. But...
1: Good thing we installed these sensors in the fingers so that we could accurately take the monster's pulse.
0: Yeah, no, Pacific Rim is a is a dumb movie that is aware that it is dumb and fully embraces it. And as a result, it's, it's quite entertaining.
1: Yeah, that one came out of nowhere. As far as I'm concerned, I expected it to be awful and people have been saying good things. So I want to see it now, at least when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. Other things I've seen include uh, The Way Way Back, Starring Steve Carell, among others. You've heard of that one? Uh, I recall seeing a trailer, but I know nothing about it. Well, we go to the Sundance Theater, which is near us. I think there's one in Madison and one in Sundance and <laughs> multiple places across the country. But then they Wait, always show you the same...
0: Sundance in, in Grand Ledge? No, like in uh, Colorado or wherever it is. Oh, so Terry Hanks doesn't introduce the movies to you? Pretentious movies? No. <laughs> I wish... <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is a joke that only people from the Wayneson area are getting. <laughs> Better Veteran <enjoy> Juliet, Michiganders.
1: There's going to be City, less and less of these now that you have no native representation.
0: Well, the, no, they'll just be out of date. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Terry Hanks, who's that? It's quality dairy time. No one sings that anymore.
1: Well, that movie was good. It had Sam Rockwell as the head of a water park and some kid who had no self-esteem at the beginning of the summer and then went there and then got some self-esteem so it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect it was all right so Adventureland for a water park it was Adventureland for a water park yes so yeah then replace bill Hader with sam rockwell kind of the same movie and who was jesse eisenberg in the? um some kid i think it's just like his first role maybe oh, okay. or one of his first notable roles he was actually pretty good and then Kristen Stewart was played by a girl whose name I don't know, but Kara did recognize that she's the star of the Carrie Diaries. So,
0: oh, I can yeah. picture that person.
1: Yeah, it, have you ever seen that show?
0: I I have not seen that show. It's
1: it's actually a spinoff of Sex in the City, believe it or
0: not. Yeah, no, I I I'm familiar with it. <sighs> in in that there's a former Doctor Who companion on it. Yeah, she did an okay job, except that it was
1: kind of like. She was gonna hit on. She started hitting on this kid immediately, and then just didn't give up on him, even though he was a complete awkward nerd forever. So like he didn't even have to gain confidence, and she still would have been hitting on him the whole time. It was kind of strange, somewhat this unbelievable.
0: This kid's apparently named Liam James. Yeah, no, he, he did a good job. Not not his first role, but maybe first notable role,
1: first lead role.
0: Uh, it looks like he's probably best known for the killing, maybe.
1: I haven't seen. Oh no!
0: Oh no! Probably Psych. He's in sixty episodes of Psych.
1: Sixty episodes of Psych? Wow. Probably not even the first season because I don't remember him. I think I watched the first season of that and then I was done.
0: He uh, is Young Sean Spencer. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know what that means. But
1: oh, because there's, I think the two main characters were friends growing up, and then they have flashbacks about things that they did.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe that does make sense then. So he's presumably not the black one. Probably not. Unless something weirdly racist is happening. They're just blacking <laughs> up little kids. <laughs> that would be a
1: very odd choice. <laughs> Especially for a show that ended up being fairly
0: successful. Why are you yelling at him? He's just a kid. <laughs> it's not his fault he's in blackface. <laughs> Apparently, uh, fun fact, he was also in the Aliens versus Predator sequel. Oh, that's... I may have seen that. I have seen that. It is it is not worth seeing, <laughs> this, despite what Mitch Stevens told me.
1: Who's Mitch Stevens?
0: Uh, a guy I used to work with. He proclaimed it as one of those great bad movies, and uh, he was right about the bad part.
1: Some people just don't understand what a good bad movie is.
0: Well, I think just some people have other different standards. Other
1: criteria? As well. Yeah,
0: other criteria. Yeah.
1: For me, a good bad movie is about its lack of immersion, almost, like, You want to get on board and kind of like suspend disbelief and watch the thing all the way through. But every 10 minutes at the least, there's some strange choice that the director makes or some awful acting or weird scripting that suddenly makes you realize that it's a movie.
0: I think for me, it's just a good and bad movie is a is a movie that just it's a stupid movie, but it just goes for it. Yeah, that's important, too. It can't be self-aware. I mean, it can be a little self-aware. Like, Doom... Uh, Okay, a little bit. ...with The Rock is probably a little self-aware. But that's a stupid, bad movie.
1: (laughs) Have you ever seen... It's widely considered one of the worst movies ever made. Have you ever seen The Room?
0: I've not actually heard of this movie. The Room?
1: Yeah, so you can't get it on Netflix streaming or anything like that. We actually had to wait for the DVD to come in the mail. It's a weird sort of, like, drama about uh, a guy whose wife cheats on him. The story the story isn't all that impressive, but it's just so strangely acted and directed and written. It was all acted and directed and written by the same guy. I okay. thought it was like the greatest thing that anyone had ever made. And just to see him try to pull it off and fail so miserably and add all of these scenes to it that don't make any sense... And there was a character apparently, or a, there was an actor in the movie who uh, was in several scenes and then quit because he thought the movie was stupid, but they just left the scenes in. So they make no <laughs> sense. Like, you don't even understand why they introduced the character. And then they have another character come on later to deliver the lines that the original character was supposed to. It's just a completely separate character. It's, it's worth seeing, though, for that, for that reason. And I think that is a perfect example of a movie that, like, he just went for it. He, he was totally into making this movie, but he just made so many horrible choices when he was doing it. It's very apparent that it's a movie. And then, yeah, have you seen Much Ado About Nothing?
0: I, I have not. Brand said the closest showing was, like, on the other side of the valley. It's Oops. worthwhile when you get a chance to see it. I mean,
1: there's no reason you can't see it on video.
0: Yeah. it's about really
1: the big delightful. screen that really adds to it.
0: Based on the little clip I saw where it appears to be literally filmed in Joss Whedon's house.
1: It is, yes. <laughs> and the actual funny thing about... Seeing that in the theater was figuring out what people understood what was going on and what people didn't, depending on where they laughed or, or didn't laugh. It's <laughs> like, oh, that guy three seats down clearly doesn't understand Shakespearean language at all because he's just looking confused. <laughs> and then I got to feel, feel superior too for the one or two times I laughed that nobody else seemed to laugh.
0: Ah, uh, don't you always feel weird at those moments?
1: Yeah, I do. Was that really a joke? I think that was a joke. I wish everyone else could
0: have understood that as well. So I remember I went and saw A Mighty Wind twice in theaters. Maybe I've already told this story. but Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think you have. All right. So the last song is, A mighty wind is blowing. That song. The last line of the song that ends the movie is, A mighty wind is blowing. It's blowing pre- peace and freedom. It's blowing you and me. Yeah. <laughs> and I would laugh at that line both times. And I would be the only one in the theater. laughing at this line and every time I was like am I just like a crude minded person I'm pretty sure that's intentionally supposed to be a joke right (laughs) but nobody else like, maybe they're just like ah songs I don't listen to songs
1: it's also kind of awkward in those situations where you can figure out what the punchline to a joke is going to be or you can see where a certain scene is going and you just start to laugh based on what you know is going to happen but nobody else is there with you yet (laughs) <laughs> and then by the time the joke does come around you're all done <laughs> I think that's about it for what I've seen in the theaters
0: oh no the only movie I've seen in the theater is Pacific Rim is that true hold on something in my head is telling me that's not true
1: I don't think there have been any superhero movies of note
0: hold on I'm gonna be right back I'm gonna go look at my ticket stubs
1: alright the second time we've done this in the Gobesky wallace report
0: okay I'm back So what's the verdict? I I did see another movie. I'm actually slightly surprised I'd forgotten that I'd seen this. Uh, I saw The Wolverine. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was good. It was was way better than the trailers made it look to be. I don't know if you saw any of the trailers where it basically looked like it was going to be Superman 2, but with Wolverine instead of Superman. Wolverine gives up his powers so that he can die or something, right? That's what the trailer made it look like yeah okay that is a that it turns out is a complete completely misleading he does lose his powers but he doesn't like voluntarily give them up and things like that it was it was much better than the trailer made it sort of look to be like that's one I would actually recommend was that
1: Wolverine movie number two yes okay I couldn't remember if there's another one in the interim.
0: After, after X-Men origins Wolverine which uh created one of the greatest video game spin-off or sorry one of the greatest. Movie spin-off video games. There we go. Uh I've ever played. That wouldn't be
1: too hard, probably.
0: Most no, it's, most it's, of those
1: games tend to be pretty awful.
0: Admittedly. Not not a lot of competition. But,
1: but worthwhile. That's the that's the take right. from that.
0: So imagine that you are playing God of War, but you're Wolverine.
1: Really? Oh, I thought I was thinking of bit more like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something. No, like
0: no, 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 no. It's 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 basically God of War Wolverine. No, so, that's really neat. Wolverine of War? This is why I don't name games.
1: God of Wolverine.
0: Wolverine. What? Wolverine. of Verine. Wool of Verine. <laughs> <Wool of Verene? laughs>
1: <laughs> That's obscure. No one would get that. I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you see that game in the bargain bin at your local GameStop or whatever, I would pick that game up. It was sweet.
1: And then the movie that I'm super psyched for, which I think comes out on Friday, is. Oh, let me try to remember the title. Now oh, I got to look at end? it. End? Yes, the world's end. I couldn't remember what it was called. End of it wasn't called end of the world or it's not at world's end. That was uh
0: that's probably of the Caribbean.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wait, then what was the one with Russell Crowe? Master and Commander. Oh, Far
0: Side of the World? Something like that. All right. What's the one with um Seth Rogen and James Franco? Oh,
1: this is the end.
0: This is the end. Yeah, okay. But
1: I've I've seen Shaun of the Dead. And I've seen Hot Fuzz, and I really loved both those movies. Did you and, see and Paul? I did see Paul. It wasn't that great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but did I don't Paul? believe I don't believe that was directed by Edgar Wright, though. I don't think so. I know it had uh, Simon Pegg got... and Nick Frost in it.
0: Survey says, oh, yep, you're right. It is. It is not an Edgar Wright film.
1: That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to let you know.
0: Yeah, I think we were going to try and see. Uh... Despicable Me too this weekend.
1: No, that's supposed to be good too. I haven't seen the first one. You have not. I have not. Oh, that's it's, that's a good one.
0: Brian wanted to see the first one before seeing the second one, and it was on sale at Target like a couple weeks ago for like twelve bucks on Blu-ray. So I was like, all right, we're gonna buy this and watch it. And it amazes me. Like she was like, this movie's
1: so good. All of these cartoon movies that come out are CGI. Car- ever since Toy Story, all these movies come out, and you know, there's a lot of duds, but it surprises me how. Many of them are just really, really good movies, like play very well to adult audiences as well as children. I mean, then yeah. you've got Planes or whatever, and I guess that's pretty horrible. Like 25% in Rotten Tomatoes? Wow, really? Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody likes Cars 2 either. Is Planes a Pixar movie or is it just a Disney movie? I think it's Pixar even. Maybe, well, I don't know. I'm just imagining the logo at the top and it's in cursive.
0: That's Walt Disney.
1: I think that might be Disney.
0: <laughs> Pixar is not cursive. It's the little light right little light okay yeah i'm looking it up it's not a pixar film that explains it ah you know what explains it what starring dane cook (laughs) (laughs) the entertainer
1: if dane cook is if dane cook's name is anywhere on the poster for the movie
0: run yes Pixar has enough bright colors, goofy voices, and slick animation to distract some young viewers for 92 minutes and probably sell plenty of toys in the bargain. But on nearly every other level, it's a Disney disappointment. Disney the consensus at Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I hope brand doesn't listen to this, because I'm pretty sure she's taking her father to it, because he really likes planes. <laughs> in, in general, not... not well, well, yeah, yes. There's already a sequel. July 18th, 2014, we'll see Planes, Fire and Rescue.
1: I think it was Disney. I I had read somewhere that... Oh, who was it? Oh, that maybe Marvel had planned out all of their superhero movies through 2021. Like, they know all of the movies that they're going to bring out between now and then.
0: Wow. 2021. I think the latest movie I heard was 2015 or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they're not officially announced and they're obviously way, way, way in pre-production, but I think they had decided, at least tentatively, what every movie they were going to bring out was.
0: Yeah. They got a... Let's see. Thor's coming out in November. Is that sound right? Yeah. And then uh, Captain America sequels the following year. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, of all the movies to make. My my brother and I assume that that's because um, the Avengers seem to imply that Thanos was going to be the, the villain for the sequel. Sure. And given that Thanos seems as largely like a cosmic villain, you need to have a cosmic movie. I mean, I really enjoyed guardians of the galaxy as a comic book the one that this is based on is based on the second one but uh as far as a movie goes that just seems really strange choice to me so yeah (laughs) i I wish them well and i will be thrilled if it does well but i sort of suspect people are just gonna be like what because like (laughs) because like people know captain america and they kind of know thor and iron man right right but there's no one in guardians of the galaxy that they know Right, because
1: right, they haven't had the movies to introduce yeah. those characters.
0: Yeah, no no one knows Star-Lord.
1: Like, I no, would say in general... No one even, knows
0: Rocket Raccoon.
1: <laughs> I would say in general even Iron Man would have been a tough sell had there not already been the Iron Man movies, which did
0: so well. And then uh, the Avengers sequels, I think, 2015. And then I think Edgar writes Edgar doing an Ant-Man movie after the Avengers. So I... I just
1: scroll through the titles of lots of articles and don't read them. There's somebody who potentially wanted to play Ant-Man, but then there was also somebody who they had potentially cast for Rocket Raccoon. And it was actually, I just don't remember who those people were, but it was kind of amusing.
0: I don't know anything about Ant-Man. I, I honestly don't know how far they are on that at all. Probably not uh, very. As far as, as far as Guardians of the Galaxy, I know they're filming it. So. Oh, really? All right. There's uh, Karen Gillan, who played... Uh, Amy Pond on Doctor Who uh, a couple seasons ago. Uh, she's the main villain. Uh, oh, here uh, it
1: is. Yeah. Bradley Cooper was offered Rocket Raccoon. Really? Yes.
0: <laughs> why would Why would you turn that down? I I don't know. Who's playing Rocket Raccoon? Now I gotta know.
1: <laughs> oh, but you're saying it's already filming, so they must have chosen somebody. Yeah, although it's Cause I saw this article not that long ago.
0: It's not being It's not being listed on the Wikipedia page. Right, there's, there's no one listed as playing
1: Rocket Raccoon. Right, but that kind of makes sense, too, because you don't need that person for filming, necessarily.
0: Yeah, that's true. On August 22nd, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Marvel Studios is in talks with Bradley Cooper to voice Rocket Raccoon.
1: Oh, so I read that yesterday?
0: You apparently read that today. <laughs> Maybe I read that this morning when I woke up.
1: <laughs> I just roll over, pick up my phone, and start reading things and don't remember whether it was real or just an imagined dream.
0: All right. Well, that went better than I thought it would. Yeah. We we didn't even get to the bits I miss about Michigan. I guess that'll have to be next time. Or or the comparisons between Michigan and Arizona.
1: That's true. Or text from Adam was the other one we're going to do. And that'll be nice for me to actually write them down ahead of time instead of scrolling through my phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Scroll, 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 scroll. Not
1: entertaining, not entertaining. (laughs) Relevant, but not entertaining. (laughs) All right, here's a silly one. Insulting, I am so insulting, insulting, insulting.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all for the GoBESky Wallace Report podcast. Are we? Hold on. I, I think I asked this before. Are we the GoBESky Wallace Report podcast, or are we just the report now?
1: Um. Originally, I think I had called it the GoBESky Wallace Report podcast because I wanted people to wonder what the GoBESky Wallace Report was. But I think it's okay not to put podcast on it anymore. I think that joke has sailed. And sunk.
0: <laughs> so we can just call it the report now. We'll just put a little tombstone yes. for Gobesky Wallace Report Podcast. Yes, and Long well, live the Gobesky Wallace and cast, Yeah. Long <laughs> <Well laughs> live the Gobesky Wallace Report. I like it. Alright, I'm Adam Gobeski. I'm Charlie Wallace.
1: Make sure to check out our website once again at
0: www.gobeskywallacereport.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, the Gobaski Wallace Report. Oh right, and we're also now we're on Twitter, and
1: you can follow us at GWReport. So, see you then. Later. Let's see what else do I see? Yeah, this is work I could have done up front, sorry. <laughs>
0: I mean you sent me a text yeah I'll think about it and you are thinking about it I guess I didn't realize that you were going to think about it while we were recording <laughs> I'll but. think about it after we're done recording oh I probably should have talked about such and such yeah there's a there's actually a term there's a french term for that
1: for what thinking about something only after the fact it should have been thought about
0: I'm looking it up so I can pronounce it correctly uh, l'esprit de l'escalier
1: the spirit of the
0: l'escalier L'escalier, something like A that. Skeleton? A s- staircase. The spirit of the staircase? Basically, when you think about the perfect comeback when you're already on the stairs after you've left.
1: Oh, that's elaborate. I like that. So. Well, uh, let's just go for it, I guess. All right. It'll work out like it always does.